how did you used to spend your free time as a child, sort of in the weekends or after school? Uh, yes yeah always outside Mm -hmm. Uh, well almost always outside I would say mostly I just remember building sort of dens with friends in amongst bits of rough ground and trees carpeting it I remember when we did that (laughs) once carpeting some little den that we made um, playing marbles. I remember making holes and playing marbles. I remember my house being full of marbles because I did rather well at winning lots of marbles and playing marbles <laughs> at school. But yeah, so um, and lots of ball games, lots of cycling, lots of skipping and things like that. Really, and being very um, uh, and spending a lot of time on my own. I remember when I lived in Wareham, I used to go going for walks in Wareham Forest on my own, believe it or not. Right. So, and I, even going cycling off on my own. Mm. So, spending quite a lot of time on my own. Um, and there was no real reason for that. I had plenty of friends. I just mm. liked spending lots of time on my own. And what sort of age was that then? Do you think? Uh, in Wareham, I would have been about seven, eight, nine, something yeah. like that. We left when I was 13. So, yeah, so fairly young actually. So, mm-hmm. junior school age. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what other things did I do? Um, when we lived in Blanford and I was much younger, I mean, I mostly played out in the garden. I remember we had a nice wall garden. We played out there. When we lived at Blanford Camp, um, there was lots of kind of rough ground. And I remember, again, just cycling around and then leaving a bike, I bought my bike at a friend's and... Um, forgetting it and then going back and collecting it. You used to leave things in places and then you'd you'd forget forget that you'd left it and then go and go and collect you know and then see it mm. propped against the wall oh. days later <laughs> and go and collect it to go, mm. Oh and I've forgotten all about that. So yeah, things sort of if you left something somewhere it was usually still there when you went mm. and you hadn't even thought about it. Um and I, but I, I did, when I was living in Wareham, I did get very interested in making things. And my mother had a sewing machine. And I liked, I liked making doll's clothes. I think I spent quite a lot of time in the library and I bought, found a book on making doll's clothes for a doll I had. And so I made, I remember one summer holiday, it was really horrible and wet. I think that might have been 77, because I remember 76 being the year it was really hot and sunny and then I think the following couple of years was really not very nice summers and I remember spending a lot of my summer holidays just making dolls clothes and 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 I also I also went to the guy I was in the guides I didn't I wasn't in many clubs but I was in well actually that's not true I was I spent a lot of time after school out at clubs so I was in the guides uh, I did judo and, and, I, and I went to church three times a week and Sunday because I was in the church choir. So oh. I was out all the time. I mm. was very rarely in, except when the weather was bad. Yeah. And was that through your parents' encouragement to do no. those things? Or you no, that was totally self-motivated. I, yeah, I, I just found out about things and went and joined them. Mm. Through school, I think, mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Did you have siblings that you played with? Was that part of the... Were you had to look after them? 
You said you had a brother. I had a younger brother who's two years younger than me. Um, I, I, I played with my brother a bit, but I, I remember mostly I used to teach him. <laughs> instead, <laughs> I used to help him with his homework and give him lessons and uh, help him with stuff. Um, so apparently my mum got told, I heard back through my mum that the teachers thought this was very good because I was helping him with his... <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah, she should encourage it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I played little sort of mini mum and mm. tutor to my brother. So I used to do that. And my brother was very interested in board games. And I really, really wasn't. We were very, very different. Um, and so I, I only had a, a short attention span on board games. And he liked playing them for hours. And mm. uh, so we did play board games, but I would get very bored with them. Yeah. And, and usually it would end up in a fight. So, okay. <laughs> I'd go off again. Off out. <laughs> um, how about things like television and radio? What part did that play in your childhood? Well, I just remember the radio being on all the time. Radio mm. 1 was always on in the background. I think my mum must have had it on a lot. Um, and that, I think, was it. Um, and, and then television... Well, this would be the 70s. So television, you know, everybody, once Dad got home, uh, there would be some television on, the news would be on. And uh, there, was big, there usually was a couple of programmes on before the, the news, so there'd be like the Magic Roundabout and things like that would be on, and so you'd watch those. Mm-hmm. And then at the weekends there would be the occasional, there would be the programmes that everybody would watch together, like, you know, um, the Morecambe and Wise show. I remember, I remember that very clearly, watching that with my brother and me, we thought that was hysterically funny. So that was a kind of family event, was it? Yes, yeah, so, you know, I mean, very different from today. There's very few programmes, I think, that we as a family now mm. sit and watch together. I think we have to actively work to have those sort of programmes to watch. But no, there were, there were lots of that. And, and watching programmes like Star Trek, so there were lots of kind of family, evening family viewing Mm. on quite early and then through up to the news and then you would go to bed so you'd watch these sort of programs okay um and of course doctor who on saturdays yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's still going on now yeah yeah in the middle. um we talked a bit about some of the clubs and things that you joined already um, what about things like lessons in things, things like um, piano or did, did you do anything like that? Um, Art groups or? No, I didn't. Not really. I, I sort of, except for the choir, which was a lesson because you would mm. practice twice a week um, and have lessons on music, a choir group. Mm. And this was um, in the for the church, the Lady St Mary Church in Wareham. So I'd I'd go and have um, choir lessons there, and practice for all the Sunday services and for possibly weddings as well, which was great because you got paid, you mm. got paid for going to weddings, and you, and you also got um, a sort of a monthly fee for for attending attending Sunday services. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit more appealing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was really, really good. But I mean, it was quite away from where I lived. So oh. I'd have to walk. I lived, I lived in um, Northmore Park. 
which at that point was only really a few houses in, um, in a whole load of fields. And then you'd have to walk across the common to go and go into Wareham, which is quite a hike, really, mm-hmm. for a little girl. And, and, and then go to the other side of Wareham, because the church was on the other side. So yeah, I did that, and then I and, and I had a judo lessons at um, or the, the senior school. So I did that. I didn't like guides particularly. I want I'd always wanted to be in the brownies and couldn't get in the brownies because it was full. And I I did the guides, but actually I didn't really particularly enjoy it. Um, I did have piano lessons. Now you, you say it. I did have <laughs> piano lessons. Um, Later on, when I was a bit older, when we lived in Salisbury. Did I, was it in Salisbury? I can't remember now. Was it in Salisbury or was it in Wareham? No, it was in Salisbury. I had, I had piano lessons later on. My dad finally got a piano. I'd always wanted one. And I had some piano lessons. So um, that was your idea again, rather than your parents' or schools? Or it was. I, was ter- I mean, I came from a very working-class family. And... Um, and it was the motivation was always me, and I didn't get held back or anything. I didn't have didn't have to work very hard to ask uh, and to get what I wanted. But there was no there was none of this kind of you know what there is now this kind of middle class idea about you know you should be doing this and you should be doing that and uh, pushy parenting. Well, yeah, or even just you know a parent seeing what their child excels at and is good at and, and thinking well you should do more of that and saying it mm. so um yeah we, I didn't I didn't get that at all I I just I, I you know I got kind of praise for good uh school reports but there was no kind of there was none of the helicopter mm. about it you know mm. didn't get that at all and was that something, were they these um, out-of-school activities, things that your friends did as well, or did you make friends there, or was it more the solitary? Well, again, I think, I think I often went on my own, and then my friends would follow. Right. So, certainly... Yeah, the... <laughs> <laughs> so, quite, that was quite often the case, actually. Um, so, I would go and make friends there, and, and I'd... Um, and I'd, I probably I, I would know somebody who was doing it or had heard about it indirectly and then go and join. And then, yeah, as I said, my friends would think it was a good idea and then mm-hmm. someone would come along and join in as well. So, But I, 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 never, I was never desperate for my friends to join. I was just, yeah, okay, well, if you want to come along as well, mm-hmm. fine. So it's quite sort of independent, really, yeah. thinking about it. So. Yeah, it sounds like um, and so, in terms of school, what did you get up to in break times at school? What was the... What, uh, what did you do? Marbles on drains. Yeah. Yeah. You know those drain lids that had all the kind of maze-like metal work over it? And you would yeah. play a form of... There was always two different kinds of marbles. There was one with a hole, and you'd make a hole and play marbles. Well, you couldn't do that at school, because you weren't allowed to dig holes in the play, <laughs> playing field. <laughs> Um, unless there was a convenient little hole ready made, um, but you would use drain covers and you would play a form of marbles where you'd weave the, the marbles in and out of the kind of the maze that was on the drain cover. Uh, hopscotch, I remember being really, really popular. We were playing that for hours and hours. And, and is that and kind of that's junior school age or is that the uh, yeah, infants and well? infants and junior school, yeah. yeah. 
and um, and then skipping. I don't remember many games actually in secondary school. I don't remember as particularly. I mean, I went to Wareham Middle School for a while, and then towards the end of that, I never went to the senior school in Wareham because we then moved to Salisbury. Um, and that was a mixed school, and I just, I just, I remember us running around in the the fields because we had a massive playing field in Wareham, and I don't, I don't remember particularly it being a very organised, structured kind of games. Just mostly sitting and running around, and you know, it wasn't very. It, there was nothing particularly set. Mm. Um, and, but in the playground bit, yes, you'd play, you do skipping and things like that. But then I went and I went to Salisbury. Um, that was a girls' school, and then you just didn't play games at all. It was far more serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you know, they, they. I mean, we were right next to a boys' school, and I can't remember. But I remember the boys playing games like football and a bit of cricket and things. And I think remember all I remember as a girl was doing was, was sitting around on the wall and chatting. Mm. And you just you just didn't really play games. Going to the library a lot. I used to go and sit in the library and find books and things like that. But um, mostly just sitting. I remember the things I did do with my friends was mostly just messing about, locking each other in toilets and in cupboards when the teachers weren't there. <laughs> just just yeah. larking about, but nothing really structured. Mm. In any way, you know, just just being naughty really when no one was looking. <laughs> you said you went, you go to the library quite a lot in your break times at secondary school as well. Yeah, yeah. So was that for sort of homework purposes or was it? Um, yeah, it would be homework purposes. But I, I always did like books, mm. and and I'd always, even very young, kind of liked going to libraries and collecting books and. Um, and when we lived in Wareham, there was even a, a book van, and I used to go and go and find out, um, go and sort of hunt out books that I liked. So um, it would be usually both, really, mm. and I just kind of liked browsing the shelves and things. So um, yeah, so I, so I, I, yeah, I liked, I liked that, and I liked. I, I spent quite a lot of time reading. I mean, I, you know, you're talking about what did I do after school? I probably spent quite a bit of time after school reading books. Mm-hmm. And certainly at secondary school age, as the, the older I got, the more and more I read and spent a lot of time. And especially because when we lived in Salisbury, I lived outside Salisbury, so we lived on Salisbury Plain. And so and my, a lot of my friends lived on the other side of town and uh, lived in the town, so it was very hard to get to them mm-hmm. unless I cycled or got the bus. So I think I spent a lot of my sort of um, early teens reading. I spent a lot of time at home reading and mm-hmm. escaped that way Mm. and when you did so you said that I mean you'd have to to cycle some distance to get to them Mm. um what when you did do that what would that be to do sort of so we're moving into sort of secondary school teenage yeah listen to records I think right sit in those houses then yeah just sitting around listening to records possibly cycle around a bit you'd meet up to go to things like um uh, the fair, there was always, I think it was a fair either in September or October, right in the centre of Salisbury, in the Market Square, which was really freaky because you'd have be on the big wheel and you'd be right next to a big building. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, so you, you, you'd meet up outside, outside Debenhams and then go around the mm-hmm. fair, or mm-hmm. you'd meet up and go to the Guy Fawkes Night and Bonfire mm-hmm. right, in Victoria Park or something. So we used to meet up to go to events or go to the cinema, things like that. Right, yeah. So, so the things we did kind of got a little bit more sophisticated and a bit more organised and... yeah. Yeah. yeah, less the sort of just seeing who's out in the street and playing with them. Yeah, and randomly just cycling around. It was much mm-hmm. more kind mm-hmm. of organised and meeting mm-hmm. up and getting dressed up and going out and sneaking in pubs and things like that. I remember going to pubs at 14. <laughs> <laughs> There's a question on here about did you ever uh, do things that you weren't meant to be doing and didn't tell your parents? Um, I mean, did, were they aware that you were doing that kind of thing, going to pubs at 14? Or no. were they sort of... No, but I suspect they might have suspected because I looked quite old. Oops. Bizarre. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I looked older than my age. So, um, yeah. It's it's funny, I was talking about this the other day. My friend's parents wouldn't let them out unless unless they were going with Susan because um, Susan was sensible. Little did they know. <laughs> Little did they know. And Susan, and I didn't do it because I didn't particularly wanted to drink. I did it just because I could, and I could be in a grown-up environment. I mean, it's just it was just the challenge of it, really. I, nobody ever questioned if I ordered a drink at a bar, mm. you know, because I looked older. And I, I think I was just it was just a practice for mm. being an adult, really. Mm. But I mean, we didn't we didn't get drunk. Except at the one time, I think, my friend gave me some chocolate liqueurs at school. And, and I didn't realise that you could get... Well, I think I got drunk on them. <laughs> I spent the, whole, the rest of the day laughing my head off because I'd, I'd, I'd eaten them on, a, on a, an empty stomach. Right. <laughs> I got quite drunk. But, I mean, going to the pub, yeah, we just it would go, we'd go for one drink and then, you know, yeah. go to the cinema or something. Mm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so we'd sneak into a pub mm-hmm. beforehand. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I did that. I think that was about it, really. I mean, mm. you know, in terms of not doing things that your parents didn't know about. I mean, I did. I did when I went to Wareham Forest and used to go for walks around Wareham Forest when I was quite young. I know I wasn't supposed to do that, and I did. What you weren't supposed to go that far? You mean? I wasn't or... supposed to go to Wareham Forest at all. At all. No. <laughs> right. And go wandering around on my own. Right. But I did. And they'd made, yeah, okay. And so they were, they would have been worried if they'd known, yeah. I suppose. That, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. just didn't sort of have any fear about it, or I didn't have any fear about it. I liked, I liked the, I liked the quiet and the isolation and mm. the space. Mm-hmm. I just, I liked being on my own. I liked walking in a place that had nobody there. I would not meet anybody. Mm. Um, and it backed on to where we lived, you see. So it was very easy to go for a walk there. It, it didn't take. You didn't. You would just walk that little bit further to get into the forest. Um, yeah, and I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I really don't know why I did like it so much. I, and the, and I, I mean, as an adult now, I look back at it and think, God, you know, blooming <laughs> 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 neck. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I, I didn't have any sense of fear about it I didn't encounter anything that I felt was dangerous I wasn't spooked by anything whenever I went there it was just a bit of space and, mm-hmm. I mean I didn't particularly live in a house that was noisy or overcrowded and I was desperate for that I just I just think that was 
very in my my nature to want mm. big lumps of time when when I would just be on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, were you? This is possibly sort of going up a bit higher in the edges, but maybe not. Um, were you ever part of any of the sort of youth movements like? Heads, mods, rockers, hippies, skinheads, punks, you know, this kind of thing, any of these groups? I, I was or... getting accused of being a goth. When I yeah. lived in London and I was at art college, I, I, I used to get, we lived, I went to an Epsom School of Art and Design and uh, and I lived sort of on the, I lived uh, in Saturn. I was actually, it was Carl Scholten, uh, which at the time Terry Wogan used to go on about the, Carl Shelton Lake uh, on his radio show and go on about apparently the the shopping trolley being in it in the lake. I didn't ever hear this, but I, I remember I remember somebody's dad said, "Oh, Terry Wogan goes on about that all the time on the radio show." Yeah. So I think you know the fact that we suddenly went and got a flat there was a sort of minor bit of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of semi-famous from Terry Wogan going on about it. What's uh, sorry? The thing about the shopping trolley in the lake. What's that? I think he was being very sarcastic. Just, yeah, there was a there's a there was a nice little bridge over this tiny bit of when. water that wasn't yeah. a lake. It was just a bit of water where the yeah. river got a bit fatter, and he would um, make sort of sarcastic jokes apparently oh, about the shopping. I never did see a shopping trolley in there. It was a bit quite <laughs> posh actually, <Yeah. laughs> for suburbs of London. Um, so I, I lived there and of course you just you start playing around with your gender and your identity through clothing and uh, mm. and I wore a lot of black at that time. So I'd often get banned from the pubs around the suburbs of London. No, I was always fine in London, absolutely. Mm. I get, in fact, in London, I get my photograph taken by Japanese tourists. But um, in the, sort of, the, the suburbs of London were, far, were really very... I mean, this is during the Thatcher years, so they were very tense and uh, very right-wing and very conservative anyway and probably made even more so during the 80s mm. so um so i quite often get banned from going in pubs just because i was wearing black mm. and um i didn't have black hair i just had my hair cut short um and that got a lot of comments as well but actually that was quite in fashion in the 80s yeah so just short... short hair and black clothes and that was enough to yeah, and it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, and uh, and it wouldn't be, you know, solid black. I mean, I quite often wore kind of long mm. black skirts with great big daisies all over them and things, and quite bright mm. colours with them. Mm. I just, yeah, it, 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 but obviously alternative, alternative, and a bit strange, yeah. you know. I mean, when Madonna came out, suddenly, where the way I looked looked absolutely fine. <laughs> And suddenly I got told I looked like Madonna all the time, so, mm-hmm. uh, which is really irritating. <laughs> but up till that point, I mean, actually it was Madonna who came over and, and copied lots of what people looked like in London for her own look. So but you can explain that to them, that Madonna based her look on you. Well, not me personally, <laughs> but the kind of the club scene in, in London. And so she mm. based her look on lots of people mm. in London. I think people like Marilyn, kind of... Um, the transvestite guy, guy who used to go around with Boy George. She sort of based her look a lot on him and mm-hmm. people like him. Right. And so, and street culture was, was very, and street fashion was very um, popular. So, uh, 
So I sort of looked a lot like those kind of people, and so, but which, that was seen as quite weird, and um, I'd mm. get banned from places. <laughs> <laughs> or not just not let in, just not let in at all. Yeah. yeah. And so did your sort of um, look tie in with your leisure activities of, of that? I mean, it sounds like you spent a lot of time trying to get into pubs, but <laughs> beyond that... <laughs> Well, you'd get into the ones that had lots of students in. Yeah. You'd get in that would be no problem. It was just the more sort of straighter pubs you wouldn't mm. get into. And and having been going into pubs that were just like that when I was 14 in the centre of Salisbury, it just didn't occur to me that you, mm. know, that, would, you know, that it would be a problem anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, so, I know, I... I the look went with going to see lots of bands, which were incredibly inexpensive at that time. And travelling around London was very inexpensive because this was post the GLC mm. and Ken Livingstone and keeping all the prices of the tube trains down and public transport was very inexpensive. So you, unlike what happens in London now where people go go to work and then straight from work they will go out. You could go home and get changed and then go out, you know, um, because travelling back and forward doesn't cost very much. Um, and going to see bands didn't cost very much. And then um, and there was a really good club in Croydon called The Underground. And you'd go and see kind of really amazing bands there. Because uh, I liked all types of music, so mm. you go and you go and see them in really small clubs, mm-hmm. with sticky carpets, and <laughs> yeah. and did your um, any of your sort of previous hobbies and interests? So, for example, you, you said that you um, went through a phase of liking to make dolls' clothes. Well, that that's yeah. Continue doing sewing and things and making. Well, that's that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I went to to art college. I mean, I. I should have done a foundation course in art and broaden. I mean, this I just this is again from you know childhood and having parents who are very working class. They didn't really know, couldn't give any advice, and I didn't. uh, And I was deemed to be very good at art at school, but I was also very good at sewing. Um, and, and I had a real, when, when I, when I was trying to make a decision about what it was I was going to do, I just suddenly decided, right, well, I'm going to go to art college, which was just, I almost had too many options, really. And I just, they didn't connect up. I really was interested in history, really interested in English. And then I just, on the spur of the moment, I said, right, well, I'm going to go to art college. And, and instead of doing like a foundation course, I, I, I went and, um, did fashion, so I started off just doing fashion mm. and hated it, absolutely hated it. <laughs> hated everything about um, it. was just so uncreative. And the only bits I liked were the life drawing. Mm-hmm. So we had a, we, I go over to the art department and I do, we talk life drawing. Um, and I loved that. I really liked the drawing class. And it's just now funny that now I'm a life drawing tutor. Um, so I was deemed to be pretty good at the life drawing class. So I, I liked that. And then I, I liked being left in the, the dye room and making fabric. But again, I, I had to do that when the tutors weren't looking because they'd say, oh, you've got to do it this way and you've got to do it that way and you can't do that. And you can't you can't pick up a bit of dye and paint it on. Oh no, you've got to stick it in a vat and roll it around, and you know. 
So I used to have to do things when they weren't looking, you know, get a paintbrush and paint the dye on and things like that. So, yeah, uh, it, it was uh, fairly restrictive, actually. But but the going to art college was fun. You know, the, 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 that was that was quite an eye opener and being invited to parties and things. Mm. That was that aspect of it was really, really good. Suddenly had a whole load of freedom, which yeah. I hadn't really had before. And probably, I suspect, from actually what I'm saying to you, I'm realising I probably always craved it, really, you know, so. Mm. I think I think my choice of what I went and did wasn't so much about what, what it is I wanted to do as a career as more just trying to make a step in a direction where I would have mm. that it's freedom. The style and the freedom, freedom. yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um... And then as an adult, um, what do you tend to do now for leisure time, for fun, relaxation, spare time? Um, well, I think, I think sometimes, I think there isn't a, I don't think there's a distinct boundary anymore. Um, because some of the adult leisure things that adults do, I find really boring. <laughs> um, and it's actually, it's, it's a lot of the work stuff I do that creeps into my creeps into my leisure time, and I'm happy for that to happen. And in fact, I'd be happy for more of it to creep into my leisure time, mm-hmm. and for there to be less a distinction between work and leisure. Mm-hmm. So things like I don't hardly ever watch the telly, very rarely. Sometimes I'll watch it uh, to be part of a family. And to uh, because I know it makes members of my family happy mm-hmm. if I go and sit down and watch some telly with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go to the cinema very much, although my son and my husband love going to the cinema. But occasionally I'll go with them again, and that is mostly to keep them happy. <laughs> um, we go out for meals, and I go out and, and drink with my husband. And again, you know. I like that up to a point. And again, I do that mostly to keep other people happy. Mm. Um, Although, I mean, I do enjoy it. But as I said, I enjoy enjoy it up to a point. Uh, What else do I do? So really, I like my work. I like making things. I like painting. I like sculpting. Um, I like being around creative people. So that's increasingly becoming Mm. not only my work time, but my leisure time. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think about what other things I do, leisure-wise. Do you yeah. still read? Like you, read well, I have phases. I have phases. I mean, I've I've been quite long-term ill, and I mean, they always say that you can tell if somebody's had a long-term illness because they're quite well read. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've had long per- periods where I've, I've I've read and read and read for months and months, and probably. I'm in a phase now where I, I've, I'm, I'm not reading as much, mm. although I would like to, um, because I'm, I haven't really got as much spare time. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, so I generally read now, as I did before I became ill. I read to support my work, and I'm doing exactly the same thing. Except when I was, when I was unwell, I was, I was reading lots of trashy novels and mm. just fun stuff. So. Mm. My reading really is kind of almost work-orientated. 
So it'll be some research or it'll be something that's helpful for what I'm doing. Um, I do a lot of social media stuff. And again, that creeps into being fun. I've got really into doing Instagram at the moment. And that's a sort of, that's a sort of leisure activity, but also stroke work activity. Mm. But I'm getting, you know, it's again, some of it's leisure, some of it's, um, mm. some of it's work-based. And but I I I do lots I do loads of cycling I do lots of that I, I I sort of really think it's important to exercise so the more I'm the busier I am the more I think I should do exercise so I like cycling and I like doing Pilates and and yoga hmm. so they're leisure things I'll go out I'll go mm-hmm. out to a yoga class in an evening um, and a Pilates class and I'll go cycling maybe in the morning and so, they're things that you see is very much for you not family yeah yeah. yeah 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 I mean I mean yeah I mean at the I think as a woman you don't have as much and at a certain time in your life you don't quite have as much freedom so um you don't have that much leisure time mm-hmm. so um you're always either doing something that's work related or or, or doing something with your family mm-hmm. mm. Um, question about fitting your leisure activities in with your working life be you sort of explained that they're actually quite they've merged yes they've merged a lot really and um, I mean what I like about the artwork it's very similar to that whole walking in wear and forest really that being on your own and having your own space and um, I you know a lot of the, the making things and doing things like that is, is finding that space to be on your own mm-hmm. and, and being creative mm-hmm. as well. Um, I listen to the radio a lot actually, as a, that, which there was, no, there was no context for that when I was a child, but that's something I've discovered in my adulthood, listening to Radio 4 and listening to radio mm-hmm. plays and things. And but while you do something else, or do you actually sit down and listen to a program? Usually, well? usually while I'm working. Right. Yeah, mm. usually while I'm working, and it'll be, it'll be just something that my brain sort of taps into, and um, while I'm working, and, and helps me just, um, just focus on the on the task. Mm. And I see that as a leisure. I see that in in many ways as kind of an enjoyable leisure thing. But it's it's not leisure at all. It's work. Mm-hmm. Really, so yeah, they they they're totally wrapped up. It's an ideal world, really, <laughs> if you can <laughs> yeah. keep them fluid. <clears throat> okay, that's that's all the questions, really. So unless there's anything else that sort of has popped into your mind, and you think, oh yeah, I should have said that earlier, or no, probably uh, afterwards, I will. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you very much. Well, thank you.